0: Learning for Life at Gustavus is produced by J.J. Aiken and Matthew Dobosensky of the Gustavus Office of Marketing, Will Clark, Senior Communications Studies major and videographer at Gustavus, who also provides technical expertise to the podcast, and me, your host, Greg Kastor. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Gustavus Adolphus College. What is the value of study abroad as part of a Gustavus education? What opportunities are there for Gustavus students to benefit from study away? And what happens to study away programs and students when a pandemic like COVID-19 takes hold? No one is better suited to address these questions than my guest today, Brian Messerly. Brian is interim co-director of the Center for International and Cultural Education at Gustavus. Prior to that, he worked on the U.S. Department of State's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs on the Fulbright Program, the U.S. government's flagship educational exchange program. His knowledge about international education is unparalleled on our campus, and it is my pleasure to speak with him about that topic today. Brian, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, yeah, glad uh, um, to be here and uh, looking forward to talking about this.
0: Thanks, um, before we get to your story and how you came to do what you're doing, let's just uh, jump right into the present. You were uh, on duty, so to speak, when the pandemic hit. Could you talk to us a little bit about? Tell us a little bit about what that was like. What you had to do, uh, what the students had to do. I don't know how many you know, obviously how many students we had abroad, but we had you know numerous students abroad. What was that like as this pandemic began to develop?
1: Yeah, um, certainly. So yeah, it's it's been quite quite uh, the twenty twenty so far. Um, really, I mean this this. Uh, virus kind of came onto my radar late in 2019. And, you know, at the time, it, you know, kind of made a note of hearing about it, that, that something was going on in China. And, you know, with, um, you know, with other uh, past uh, viruses that that have kind of popped onto our radar have have not always, you know, made the jump to, to being a pandemic. And so, uh you know it wasn't necessarily that uh you know at that point i was thinking that that we were going to get to where we're at but you know i don't think many people were um at that point but as as it started to to develop uh, kind of in in late january we had a lot of january term programs that were out around the world and uh we you know started to see more and more um information about uh, what was going on in china and and started to see some cases that, that started to to show up in, in other countries as well, um, you know, but not really much um, data or evidence of, of local transmission. So at that point, though, you know, where I was definitely starting to get a little bit more con- concerned. It started to impact a little bit uh, on, on our programming as we had some students who were in um, Vietnam who had return flights through through China. And we had to, to reroute them just out of uh, an abundance of caution because we weren't sure if transiting through China would be difficult for them to get back into the United States and so that was that was kind of the first um, action that we had to take but then it became kind of at first a slow-moving series of um, of, of decisions that um, gradually accelerated and uh, by by the middle of March it was uh, you know it, it, there was a week in the middle of March that that felt like it was a full month because of everything that was happening and how quickly we were making decisions. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was I was looking back at my email the other day, and um, you know, I realized that uh, you know, as we were getting new information, we were trying to communicate with the students, and there was one forty eight hour period where I sent a message uh, reassuring the students that you know we were still monitoring the situation and that um, at at that point uh, things looked like they were still okay for uh, the students to remain in their study away sites and then within 48 hours i was sending another email saying everybody needs to come home because uh the state department and the cdc had elevated their warnings to unprecedented levels for for the whole globe and uh and so that obviously um in some ways it was not a hard decision because at that point it, it was clear that this is what we had to do. So it was an easy decision in that respect, but it was still a hard decision in the fact that I knew that this was going to be devastating for, um, you know, most of the the 41 students who we had out around the world. And, um, you know, I found that, you know, for many of them, it's, it's been kind of a really emotionally conflicted process, uh, in terms of, uh, going from, uh, you know, participating in in this transformative, life changing study away pro, uh, program to um, needing to readjust what they were, um, you know, expect expecting for the rest of the semester, and um, and so many of them they 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 looked at that and and you know some of them were I think at that point ready because uh, obviously this has been something that has not evenly hit every country at the same time. There's been a lot of, um, you know, one country, like, for example, Italy was well ahead of everybody else in terms of their um, viral curve. Whereas other countries uh, like say New Zealand have um, largely been spared from the worst uh, um, impact of the virus so far. And so people were seeing different things locally and it made it, um, I think a little bit, uh, you know, some of them were were I think maybe a little bit surprised that everybody was coming home. But then, as the next couple of weeks progressed, and we saw more and more um, airline cancellations, border closures, um, travel restrictions, uh, the the severity I think uh, became clear to everybody. And um, but that said, even even though you know. People and you know the, the the students who are abroad, I think, understood what was going on. It's still difficult because they're dealing with the sense of of um, a, a significant lost opportunity, and and for that, it's it's been uh, you know I think they've they've handled it well. They've handled it with a lot of uh, grace and maturity and, and courage. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a, a, a difficult. Um, uh, transition from them to make.
0: And I think you, you raise a real, I, I studied abroad as, a, as an undergraduate uh, in Mexico for a semester. and I, I think you raise a really important point, which is maybe easily overlooked or too easily overlooked, which is the emotional investment of the students um, in, in that experience. And, and yes, that's, I mean, you know, students are going to miss great in-person graduation, but they're also going to miss that extraordinary opportunity. Uh, maybe some of them who will uh, continue at Gustavus uh, will have the chance, we hope, this coming year. You um, worked for the Fulbright program. How did you find your way to <laughs> to this particular work? Uh, what was what, What's the... Well, even earlier, what's the trajectory, let's say, from your undergraduate education to where you are now?
1: Yeah, certainly. And I'll just, I wanted to kind of follow up on what you were saying too, because I think that was a really great point. Um, you know, I've, I've heard from a number of students who have told me that uh, this has been, um, you know, they, they felt like they had uh, not finished what they set out to do or, you know, various uh, um, variations on that. And, and um, you know, what I've, what I've been telling students is, uh, you know, they've, they've had to confront something that is a generational challenge. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, they, they didn't get the experience that they expected, but I think they have, um, they're, they're definitely getting a different experience and they're, they're learning and growing from that. So, but you're absolutely right. It is, you know, psychologically it's, it's difficult when, you know, this is, this is a major thing that many of them have been looking forward to many, many years and to have it cut short is, is really difficult. So... Um, so as far as my trajectory, yeah, I, um, you know, when I was a, a senior in college, I took the foreign service exam and, uh, you know, at that point, uh, I was really interested in, um, international relations and diplomacy, even though I was a, um, English and Italian lit double major, uh, as an undergrad at the University of Kansas. so. But for me, I think one of the things that happened is, you know, some of um, some of my literature courses, uh, you know, were uh, looking at uh, kind of comparative elements, uh, but also some of them were were related to questions of literature uh, related to uh, questions re- uh, like international relations or um, global conflict, and so that. It kind of sparked uh, more of an interest in, in you know looking at the 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 wider world and you know I also my you know my kind of generational moment was uh, was 911 and and I remember my reaction to that um was was very much that I felt like we you know the the, the solution to um you know some of the problems that uh you know were were, we're facing the world at that point um I, Global uh, terrorism and um, conflicts, uh, you know, intractable conflicts. A lot of that was was actually um, the solution wasn't necessarily um, force, but it was actually building better relationships and better communities around the world, where you know people weren't going to be going, um, you know, where, where that type of ideology wasn't going to appeal to people. Um, and so, you know, I took the foreign service exam. I did not get uh, selected, obviously. Um, but then I ended up going um, first to graduate school for uh, a master's in English at Boston College. And then afterward, I did a master's and um, uh, it was called Ethics, Peace and Global Affairs. But it was um, kind of a conflict resolution, international relations Um Degree that uh, had a lot of um, courses in the the philosophy department uh, related to uh, ethics.
0: Was that a, that at yeah, Boston three, College also?
1: Second master's was at uh, American University in in Washington D.C. Okay. Um, and the nice thing about you know doing a master's in Washington D.C. is uh, you know it's a lot easier to do internships. Um, you know, a number of people who are interested in in Washington D.C. will go uh, and do an internship uh, over a summer. And so, you know, if you live in DC, you see this kind of, uh, you can tell this internship season because all of a sudden on the Metro, you see all these young people in kind of ill-fitting suits uh, who are, you know, looking very uh, sleep deprived, getting up at seven on the Metro. Um, And you know that that all the interns have arrived, but if you are taking, you know, if you're a student uh, enrolled there, uh, at one of the colleges, um, it makes it easier because you can do a semester-length internship, and you can do it, um, you know, while you're still taking classes. And so I I did an internship in um, the Bureau of International uh, Organization Affairs at the State Department, and uh, then after I graduated, I, I got a job in uh, the Bureau of um, Educational and Cultural Affairs, uh, working on the Fulbright program. And for me, the kind of Connection with all this is I had been interested. I would actually spent a few years teaching Italian um, after I graduated from Kansas, and so for me the, the connection was I had um, an educational background, and the Bureau of Educational Cultural Affairs obviously is is dealing with um, education. But the the key focus is is exchange, bringing people together from different countries, and the um, uh, mission of the Fulbright Program, the the vision when uh, Senator Fulbright of Arkansas. Um, was was building this program and, and proposing the legislation for this program was that the best way to um, create a more peaceful and prosperous world was that we'd have to know each other. We'd have to, to work together across cultures. And so this gives people the opportunity to to go. The Fulbright program allows people to go from uh, their country to uh, the U.S. And, and study or for people in the U.S. to go to uh, countries around the world And study your research and uh, with with the idea that that's going to create linkages uh, that will help us to solve the world's problems better so for me it was it was kind of this was bringing together um, multiple uh, interests and passions of mine and so that was uh, that was a great opportunity to um, to learn more about exchange and international education and then um my wife is in the history department. And so when she uh, uh, got her job at at Gustavus, there just happened to be uh, an opening in the um, Center for International and Cultural Education uh, at the same time, or a little bit afterward that I applied for. And uh, so that's, that's how I ended up at Gustavus. But um, yeah, I didn't know that this was where I was going to, um, like the trajectory that my career was going to take. But, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, the things that you do end up kind of piecing together um, in ways that you don't necessarily expect, but um, they give you um, opportunities uh, once, once you are, are out in the workforce.
0: That is so true. I think so many students, perhaps some parents assume you major in this and that's a direct line to that. But it's, it's just so often not the case. And, and all these other experiences do, do bear fruit, You know, in sometimes very direct ways, but often in in, in indirect ways as well, Uh, unplanned ways, unanticipated ways. You've touched on this already a little bit in your um, previous uh, uh, answer, your answer to my previous question. But could you say a little bit more about your vision of how study away, international education in particular, um, fits in in a liberal arts education like that provided? Uh, by Gustavus. I mean, what is, what is, what is important about studying abroad uh, to, to an undergraduate or what should be important?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great question. And um, it's something that I end up talking to students and parents, um, especially, especially prospective students about quite a bit. Um, for me, study away, um works on different levels uh there is the the very um practical pragmatic level of uh you know it's it's going to teach students to be um, more flexible more adaptable they're going to understand how and and be uh, able to thrive in in situations of ambiguity um because when you're in a different culture and especially if you don't speak the language you're oftentimes not going to necessarily know. Um, what uh, the, the right answer is, or what's going on, and and you have to kind of become comfortable sitting in that space, and um, understanding how you can uh, react and behave to be successful. So on one level, it it prepares students for whatever career they're going to do. They're they're and and this is why um, you know data in in our field shows that all things being equal, employers do um, favor students who have had Uh, some type of international experience, whether it's study away or an internship abroad or something of of that nature, because it demonstrates that students, you know, have to to survive that experience. They've had to have some flexibility, adaptability, um, and uh, just understanding of of how to to deal with ambiguity. Um, It also provides a number of uh, other skills, uh, intercultural communication, and that's something that that employers uh, will uh, also uh, prize, especially in in uh, this modern world where it doesn't matter what job you do after you graduate, you're going to be interacting with people from different backgrounds. Um, you know, it's uh, whether you're going to be a nurse in rural Minnesota or you're going to be, you know, working for one of the big multinationals up in the, the cities or, you know, going off and in, in doing a policy job in, in D.C., you're, you're going to work with people from backgrounds that are different from your own. And, and Having gone abroad, whether it's to a, an Anglophone country or whether it's to um, you know, a country where you, you don't even speak the language, uh, you learn how to communicate better. You have to learn how to um, operate in, in that space where you don't always necessarily um, understand everything. Uh, and you have to to learn how to communicate with different styles and and within different cultural contexts, and so that's another uh skill that that students learn that's this very uh helpful and then related to that of course is is foreign language so there's there's all of this kind of practical stuff that students gain from from studying away um, But then I also talk to them about the the intangible things that uh are i think really um at at the heart of the the experience. Um, you know, Joseph Campbell talks about the, the hero's journey, and, and he uh, and talks about how the, the whole point of the hero's journey is is actually internal. Um, you know, you, you go out to the ends of the earth, but what you're, what you're actually doing is you're going inside, you're going deep into your, your own interior, um, because when you, when you get out of your your own cultural uh, comfort zone, your own, your own bubble, you're forced to, uh, to grapple with, uh, with, with who you are. And, uh, you know, it's something that, that we take for granted, but when you're, when you're dislocated, it gives you that opportunity to explore who you really are, what your values are. Um, you know, and so sometimes people think of this as, you know, I'm, I'm really changed from my study away experience. And, and I think that in, in many cases what they're actually experiencing is they actually have had a chance to, Consciously focus on on you know what what is it that um, is important about my culture? What's important about my identity? And so it's it's a great opportunity for students to really learn about who they are um, and how they fit into to our uh, increasingly global world. Um, and so that's, I think, you know, that that element when students talk about, you know, I, it changed my life, or it's is it transformational. I think that that's something that it's you, you hear it from from most students who study away that this is really a transformational moment. But a lot of that is because by going out, they're ended up going going inward and looking looking um, at who they are, and they get um, a better sense of that. So that's I, I think really uh, a crucial piece of this. And then the last piece that I want students to, to get is I, I want them to, to see how um, their home community is connected to communities around the world and to have an ethical and um, uh, better just a framework to, to understand how decisions that they make in their own community or decisions that people make in communities around the world impact people in other places. And so, you know, I I want them when they study away to think about, you know, what is their role as a visitor in the society? Um, You know, what uh, privileges do they have by being able to do this? And, um, and then to think about, you know, what responsibilities they have as they go home in terms of uh, sharing some of the things that they've, they've learned and, and, um, you know, helping people understand the, the culture that they've visited and, and then, when they're in the the country that they're visiting, helping those people understand their own home culture and uh, understand Americans better, because oftentimes, uh, you know, we, we feel like we're we're much more connected, um, but it's it's all mediated through um, the news and and uh, sometimes Hollywood movies, and you know, you you encounter stereotypes that people have of of Americans, and then you know, of course, Americans have of, of different different. Uh, cultures around the world, and so it's an opportunity for students to help break down some of those and, um, and, and create a better understanding across cultures.
0: That's just a great summary of, uh, or a great case for study abroad, and I really like the way you sort of break it down, and of course they overlap, the, the, the practical or pragmatic and the intangibles. And uh, as someone as an undergraduate who studied in Mexico, Central America, or Central Mexico, um, the intangibles were definitely what I, what I remember most and what, what what changed me the most. In the, in the few minutes remaining, uh, would you offer us some sense of the opportunities available to Gustavus students for uh, study abroad, in particular international education? Not necessarily, you know, specific programs, but just sort of places they go and by the way what roughly what percentage of our students do uh, study outside of the country
1: yeah so it's it's about um, 50% of, of any graduating class obviously that, that fluctuates up and down uh, by you know five percentage points uh, more or less but um, so it's I feel a good number for um, you know a, a small liberal arts college Uh some you know it, it it puts us in in a position where uh, when you're looking at senior classes uh, one in two students should should have some international perspective that they can bring to to the material uh, which I think is, yeah I, I think it's a great opportunity even for those students who who don't go abroad because um, they they get to to benefit from a, that experience um, and I think that uh, especially in a liberal arts model and and you know where, where our professors are, are generally thinking about uh, being interdisciplinary or cross-disciplinary, or, or at least having students draw on their other classes, um, it, it gives a lot of opportunity for those professors to, to draw in on some of that experience. And just anecdotally, I know of um, you know that happens quite a bit on campus. Uh, that that type of um, synergy, which is exciting. Um, so as far as the types of opportunities that we have, so uh, those, those roughly uh, 50% who study away, um, a little bit more than half of those will do a January term program. Uh, so probably maybe 60% will, will study away during a January term faculty-led program. And these are programs that are generally two to uh, four weeks. Uh, sometimes they have a little bit on campus, but um, they're led by a Gustavus faculty member or a couple of faculty members. And uh, they take students all over the world. Uh, we've been really fortunate in having really good um, geographical diversity of these programs. Uh, you know, we've we've had students uh, study um, on every continent except for Antarctica uh, every January. So, um, or at least most Januarys, and, and you know, maybe there's one where we miss one continent, but, you know, there's there's always a good range of, of geographical options for students. We have some domestic options, which uh, appeal to um, some students who, um, you know, for whatever reason, don't. Uh, it might be difficult for them to study away um, or study outside of the United States. Um, and sometimes, you know, they do just look at those topics and uh, the, the topics are really um, exciting. Uh, so January term is, is definitely one of the, the big uh, times when students will study away. Then we also have semester-length programs, and those can either be through, uh, you know, an exchange with one of our exchange partners, or it could be through um, a third-party partner that we work with. And these are all programs that are that we sponsor, so they're, they've, they've been vetted. Um, and these range from doing language immersion to um, intensive research. Uh, some of them will have an internship c- uh, component. Some will be based on a theme or, or a topic and others will be more just general and they'll have opportunities to take, um, you know, a range of courses at a local study center or maybe they'll take some classes at a study center and then some at, at a local institution there. And so that that makes up most of, of our study away, the um, semester length or the um, uh, J-term, but we have a few students who will study for a full academic year. Um, we have uh, some who will study over the summer uh, and, uh, that number has, has has grown in in recent years. Um, so these are all different uh, opportunities. And and you know when when I talk to students, I I always mention that the reason we have a, a wide variety of of opportunities is because um, people are going to have different uh, motivations and different uh, goals for their their study away. And you know in some cases. You know, a student who has never been abroad before, sometimes who has never been, we've we've had students who have never been on planes before, Um, you know, and in those cases, uh, you know, maybe maybe doing a a program with a faculty leader is a good a good place to start um, because you have a little bit more support, whereas other students who have done a lot of travel really would rather be much more independent and, and doing a semester program. With a provider um, where they uh, have, have a lot more independence and they have to do more on their own might be more appealing to them and then as as far as uh, locations students go really all over the world both for for January and for um, for semester length programs and so it's it's really exciting to to know that we've we've had students um obviously who study in in western europe but we've also had students study in uh in jordan in cambodia um, vietnam uh all through uh uh, south america uh so that's that's exciting that we're getting students really out uh into uh you know all, all different uh, types of um, communities uh, around the world and uh, and that they're bringing that knowledge back to Gustavus.
0: I agree. It's exciting too. It's exciting as a professor to have some of these students in, in our classes. Um, and it, it really is, as you're suggesting, it really is an international program, global, uh, uh, dare I say, like the pandemic. But Thank you so much for uh, providing all this information, these perspectives. Uh, I hope in a future podcast to speak with some students who've uh, gone abroad and who can share with us some of their experiences. And also I should mention when you uh, mentioned uh, you referred to your wife in the history department, that is of course our dear colleague, Professor Madalena Marinari, with whom I uh, did a podcast recently about her work on immigration history. So Brian, thank you so much. I'm glad uh, the the, the, uh, the difficult task of making sure all our students return safely is behind you. And you did a great job on that, by the way, we all know Uh, and take good care.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks uh, for the opportunity and uh, yeah, take take care and uh, stay safe.